You're listening to the Level Best Network. This is the Intercot Insider Live, Episode 22. Technical difficulties, please stand by. The Intercot Insider Live is brought to you by Magical Journeys, Intercot's official travel agency, and the Disney Vacation Experts, and by the official ticket center. For tickets to your favorite Central Florida theme parks and attractions at discounted rates. Welcome everybody to the Intercot Insider. This is episode number 22. A huge cast on board. Mouseketeer roll call. Gary. Gary. Jeff. Hey. Michael. Hi everybody. Carol. Present. Ian. Hey there. And I'm John. Welcome. <laughs> oh goodness! I think this people is, can always tell when it's late when we tape. You know, you know yeah, we're we're taping late tonight. We have had technical difficulties out the wazoo today. Um, goodness gracious! Uh, some new software updates have thrown us for a loop. Um, computers don't seem to be cooperating. Ian's blaming it on storms. I blame uh, the weather. Yeah, the typhoon on the uh, East Coast that we're having. Pick your weather disaster on the East Coast in the last three weeks. Earthquakes. Tornado, hurricane, earthquake. It's like I'm waiting for the locust to show up at my door. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, seven, something like seven straight days of rain. Yeah, we've had like more rain in the month of September thus far, and it's only the first week than we did like in the last ten September's combined or something. Yeah, we beat all kinds of records here in New York for August. August, we had the most month, the most rain in one month in the history of the state since we've kept us too. It's It's good thing I own a boat. Poor Ian Boom Boom Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's unbelievable. It really is. Um, But but at least the grass is coming back now. You know. Uh, it was looking a little burnt out, but now probably you'll be all moldy with all the rain. <laughs> I mean, you know, so there's that. Yeah, See, and we have the opposite here. There's no rain. Everything's brown. People are sad. But tan, it's nice. And share where, <laughs> share where you are in the U.S., Michael, to I'm everybody. in Seattle, Washington. So, so that, but you have coffee, so. And we're getting all the rain. Right. Yeah. So, and you're enjoying Indian summer out there, as yeah, you said. Yeah, it's been in the 80s for the last week and we have another week of this projected which is just really nice but that's just going to make the end of Indian summer hit everyone even worse and then we'll be back to our old bitter Pacific Northwestern selves <laughs> yeah. uh, very good uh, so we've there's got a little, uh, there's a little park uh, by my house that's the size of a backyard and every day at about two o'clock when you walk by there's not one square inch of grass that is available to lay out on because every <laughs> single person in the neighborhood is on a towel in the park it's hysterical just enjoying it just while yeah. it lasts yeah you know what's ahead anyway it's a it's been a little bit of a i think a slow news week uh, following on the heels of d23 um not a heck of a lot has been going on but uh there are a few things um a announcement was made of a new role-playing adventure coming to Walt Disney World. Um, it's called Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and uh, apparently it happens inside the park. Uh, Merlin the Magician is going to recruit guests to become apprentice sorcerers and then help them with maps and clues that uh, show where and how to defeat an army of Disney villains. 
Um, scheduled to debut in early 2012. Um, looks interesting. Um, I, I mean, we don't have too many details on what it's all about. If you guys, has anybody heard anything about it much? I heard it was similar to the thing they have on the cruise line with the living art that you could go. I think it's called Goofy's Detective or something like that. Yeah, the midship detective game. Yeah, midship detective game. That's it. It's probably one of those that I didn't play. Well, we we didn't get to that, did we? Ian? No, we were, we were I don't think the they did it on cruise. cruise because it was a preview cruise. But um, the it sounds like it's going to be kind of a mix between that and Kim Possible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of neat, though. It sounds like you're going to have um, some kind of a, probably an RFID device that you'll carry around with you that will activate, you know, kind of in-park features and, you know, clues and all that kind of stuff. In fact, um, a couple of the comments I've seen, if everybody remembers, the Frontierland Shooting Arcade is undergoing a pretty significant refurb. Um, oh, apparently, right. it's related to this. And, really? Uh, yeah, and there's also some... Uh, some stuff going on with the Main Street Fire Station, too, that it's apparently related to. So it seems like it's going to be pretty extensive. The Main Street Fire Station is supposed to be like the headquarters where you would go and sign up and do whatever you have to do for that, which is why the store closed. If you remember, everybody was so upset that yeah, the pet yeah. shop they had in there was closing where you could buy all the stuff for your pets. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people well, said I mean, they couldn't get there. My human went to Walt Disney World and only got me this T-shirt right, for their dog. Right. Right. But I I'm mean, it, there was a slight tie in because, you know, you thought of the Dalmatians and the firehouse and the pets sure. that way a little <laughs> bit. But I'm just trying to get the tie in. So if that's going to be the headquarters. Yeah. What what does this have to do with that? No idea. I, I'm <laughs> assuming it's just going to be where you sign up. OK, but hmm, so Merlin's going to be in there. Or he's just going to guide you from. No, there. I suspect you'll re- you'll register there and you'll actually the, the event will start someplace else i'm sure okay. it, i mean i would think Fantasyland, but the one of the uh one of the comments i read said that you will um you'll notice a few giant crates and even some new spaces showing up throughout Adventureland. they'll provide early clues to the challenge you'll face while trying to save the magic kingdom so it's it sounds like it's going to be park wide even though merlin's going to be your host it, i don't it's not going to be confined to just Fantasyland or anything like that so i i think they're tying in the firehouse because in kingdom keepers i believe that the the that's where uh, wayne lived above the firehouse in walt's old apartment i, I think you're right actually i think that is where he lived yeah how many, you, think how many have you... A king, you think it's going to have a kingdom keepers kind of aspect to it jeff i, I would think so because i mean that's kind of the whole thing at kingdom keepers is saying yeah. the kingdom from the villains it's funny that you well, say that because because the first thing i thought of when i read that sentence about saving the magic kingdom was hmm sounds kind of like kingdom keepers has anybody ever done the um family magic tour yeah it's kind of sounds like that too where you have to save the magic kingdom from is it was it what? captain hook yeah now what what is the tour what is it it's the family magic tour i haven't done that what's the what's that and it's about? interactive like that where you have to save um no, we have we have the hook, right? Isn't that? God, it was probably ten years ago. I did that with my I, son. I mean, t- my daughter was real little, so I don't. But it was that. interactive like that, and you had clues, and you went from um, land to land. And a few things I heard, they were saying that they've been installing like elements of this for quite some time at the Magic Kingdom. So I'm wondering if. That whole interactive queue at the Haunted Mansion might have something to do with it. And 
kind of like the Kim Possible elements that are going to activate and interact with you. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if some of the Q refurbs and things like that we've seen are, and just refurbs in general are part of, you know, maybe not entirely around it, but... Um, hmm. Well, you know, it, it's funny because I, you hear about this and I start envisioning what this this might be like and how involved it might be and what the kind of technologies, you know, it, it'll be using. And then I start thinking back of the, to the kind of things that amused us or amused our kids when we were growing up. Things like Pal Mickey, now gone. Uh, things like the uh, light up little pins that, do you guys remember the pins that they yeah, offer for, around the yeah, year 2000? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you used to walk you know, the under something, or, and it was yeah, and they, it would, would they would burst magically. Into light, uh, stuff, yeah. <laughs> the fireworks would, went off. It would the fire. It would light up to the fireworks and all that type of stuff. Yeah. It so was that, all that, that was, was excitement. All kind of laying the groundwork for this, I think. It, you know, they yeah, were well, all little experiments. Yeah, kind of the interactive. Yeah, where you'd get to certain places in the park and something would happen and things like that. I mean, very much lower tech, I think, than probably this will be. But um, still, you know, thinking back, um, that stuff was kind of cool. Plus, even like um, uh, when Virtual Magic Kingdom was around uh, with the uh, the cards yeah, the and the yeah, tours and the quests and things like that. And yeah, I think all that is kind of they kind of realized that people enjoyed that stuff and they're actually for once listening to their guests and following through. Because I know Kim Possible is very yeah. popular and people were asking if they could do it in other parks. Yeah, if it's half as fun as Kim Possible. I mean, my kids. I mean, I love Kim Possible. My my kids love it. I mean, I actually commented when the thread came up on the board. I commented, "Oh, my kids are going to love this." And and somebody responded like, "What do you mean, kids?" And I was like, "Well, you know, by kids, I mean me, <laughs> the big kid." Because I have a black kid. Kim Possible, the biggest kid in the group. My uh, yeah, and we did Kim Possible when we were there in May, and my kids are like, "Daddy, let me hold the communicator." I'm like, "Go away, I got it." <laughs> get your own kid. Yeah, get your own. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it's implemented. And, and, you know, well, it says for, early 2012, so they must be pretty well into it. Yeah. Underway, yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, especially with a with a park that's the age of the Magic Kingdom, you know, it's yeah, it'll you're be coming up on the how they. It, it, Busier you know, time of year too, so. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, I, I guess it'll be interesting to see how all that stuff shakes out, and. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's I like when they add new stuff like this. That's not necessarily an attraction, but just something kind of fun and different to do. You know, I I do like the fact that they're adding new, like, you know, innovative aspects to the parks that you can do that don't necessarily involve waiting in line and going on a ride. I think that's yeah. but it helps you, it helps you explore the park in a different way and I think it's especially helpful for for people who kind of get tired of the grind of you know just doing the same things waiting in line, going window shopping, you know. Yeah. It's just interesting way. And and you know, hey, why we you know, when that when our big 15th anniversary meet comes up, we can have a giant competition of uh of teams doing this well, and see yeah, who, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. it first. That's true. Here's the, I mean, here's the thing with that where they failed in the past. I don't know, like with the VMK quest that they had, where they failed was it was the same quest through the whole life of VMK. And if they right. have this for a long period of time, mm-hmm. it's going to get played. Like to people like us who go a lot, it's going to get played out very quickly because I mean, it's going to be like, okay, now I'm going back to Adventureland. I'm going to see this thing pop out of here. And then from here I go there. Unless they have it where it varies or 
randomizes somehow. Well, what like they might do is kind of what they did in Epcot, where you know every country has its own different kind of adventure. I mean, they could have a different one for every land in the Magic Kingdom, and then you'd have you know potentially up to seven seven different experiences, which would be kind of well, fun. That could, you know, depending on how they do it, it you know the, the the evil that you're trying to defeat will be completely different too. You know? Yeah, right. Well, you, you know, know my thing is that. My thought is that possibly too that they're they're becoming a little more um, con- cognizant of that whole repeatability factor. I mean, as evidenced what they did on the refurb of like Star Tours and how many different variations of the ride were there. That hopefully um, somebody thinks this through enough that you know there are enough variations of it that you know things things stay yeah. fresh. But, you know, if you really think about it, think about how much we've changed as park goers in the past decade. I mean, our attentions have changed and the things sure. that we do have completely changed. We're walking around with, with phones in our hands. We're, we're sending pictures immediately to our friends. Uh, as, you know, as soon as we experience something, I, I think even our attention spans have changed. Uh, and what were I think we talking that, about? I'm sorry. What were you saying, Gary? Well, I think it, it, it changes, <laughs> too. I was checking my phone. Like who you go with. my touchpad. As your yeah, kids get older, you know, everything, it changes your individual vacations. <laughs> it does. But, you know, but, also, but the different nice. endings are different, you know, ways to experience attractions are nothing new. I mean, Horizons had the choose-your-own-ending option, and heck, Mr. Toad had two completely different, you know, ride sides at Magic Kingdom. So it's not like, you know, earth-shattering that they've recognized that they ding, need ding. to make Where's my need to vary bell? experiences for people. I need the bell to go off every time somebody... Does a Horizons, a Dolly, or a... Uh, but it would also be nice if they bell. actually enabled it so you could get an app, a free app and do it on your own device and maybe come away with, like, some prize, yeah. like even wallpaper for your phone or ringtones or... Yeah, we talked about that last week. ...share with people. The problem with that is it would be on Verizon. And that would yeah, be. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm sure the Verizon thing's going to end soon. That was just Disney being a little too too lazy to develop their own app, I think. Yeah, I hope you're right. I would like to see that that end. No, but I think you're right, Jeff. There there are ways to uh, reward folks, um, and you know have have things be a little bit different each time. And when you go through it, you get a prize that doesn't even have to be something spectacular. But yeah, like you said, nice little wallpaper for your uh, iPhone or your Droid or whatever, and. Yeah, it's fun. Something you can't get otherwise. Yeah, little, yeah, yeah. you know, some sure. little, uh, little something avatar or something. You can, yeah, it's just and it's I free. The, it doesn't cost the me anything. Problem it's with just this fun is that when Disney makes these things, they always gear them for like one time, one time guests. Like they're not geared towards people who go multiple times or you know what I mean. So this is what always ha- ends up happening to this stuff. Well, that's after- is that the same way on the West Coast, though, yeah. Michael? Even um, even Disneyland. Like- um, they don't have anything like that over there. So. Well, they had those VMK cards at yeah. Disneyland, remember? Yeah, but even that, even that one was the same one, remember? Because we would go with someone. It was different cards. You would right? Get, get diff- you would get different cards, but I think the quest was based the same. On, yeah, based on completing the quests or whatever. Yeah. But the quest didn't I, I change. The quest yeah. was yeah, the same. But, but these, that, that kind of marketing is nothing new. I mean, you know, places like Disney and... and Things like that. They're looking for new customers, and we're we're not worth as as much as a new. A new well, they customer. know we're coming back. So, 
I mean, I'm a DVC member. They know I'm coming back. Ian's a DVC member. They know he's going to be back. I think that, I think it's just you know general marketing across the board. You know, new customers are worth more money. I'm sure there's some sort of, of metric about that that I don't know. Where's my bell I can ring every time Gary turns into Cylon Gary? Yeah, I was actually wondering if anybody was hearing him sigh. I didn't want to call attention to it. I thought it was maybe just me. No, I was just kind of hanging with it, hoping it would go away. This has been the podcast of technical difficulties. I, um, my goodness. You know. There's the title for the podcast. Yeah, we're experiencing technical difficulties. Expe- yeah. Please, technical do, please yeah. do, perfect. do not adjust your set. <laughs> ah. Podcast has gone 101. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, all through the, the pre-taping of the show, Gary was coming through loud and clear and fine. The second we hit record, boom. It's Wait, how long is this song? Or the song? <laughs> what? The song is it? I gotta, I, I gotta what song? Up. Would you like you know, to sing, song? Gary? We can get that out of the way. It's the. It's the. Oh, how about it? It never rains in Southern song. California. Um, <laughs> John, were you singing but, "It's the Same Old Song" but with a different beat since you've been gone? Yeah, that's it. But uh, no, it's it's a you know it's like like the hour and ten minute mark. What thing the, that happens? That we've, well, you know this that song? actually, yeah, we've actually probably been. Yeah. We were trying to tape for almost an hour or more before we actually got things rolling. So yeah, it's about an hour in, Gary. Yeah, we're actually tired of each other. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Gary. That's it for uh, tonight's episode. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom debuting early 2012. I think we've exhausted that topic. It'll be interesting to see how it uh, plays out, though, and and how interactive it truly is. Would be cool, though. My favorite thing that we do, I love to hear how much we can talk about stuff that we really have no idea how it's going to work. I just love it. (laughs) That would be about about 17 minutes. Michael. Never Just stops us for those <laughs> speculating. <laughs> yeah, but we've gotten in two Welcome Back Hotter references. So. <laughs> we did? Yes, we did. Yeah, you didn't even notice. Right, Ian started it. i have to go back and listen. <laughs> John, 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 John. That's Very cheating, good. John. Well, sometimes... You guys don't get it. Sometimes when you're trying to keep the flow of the show going, I miss jokes. I, I catch oh, jokes sorry. all the time on this the second and third listenings. Ooh, the delicate genius is keeping the flow of the show. Going. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, don't, don't pretend there's a flow to the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, John? Come on. That implies there is a flow to the show. It's mass all right. chaos. All right, go ahead. You, you take care of it. We're waiting. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. All right. Um, not so scary Halloween coming Yay. up. Yay. Yes. It actually starts September 13th. So, so, My absolute favorite thing I've ever done at anywhere at any Disneyland thing. Love mine it. too. Michael, mine, minus the weather. You know, I'm yeah, going to go exactly. with you. Yeah, I think. All uh, the fun and all the candy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can't beat the free candy. Leave with the big giant bag of candy. <laughs> Jeff, are you trick or treating? I was trick or treating at really? the tenth anniversary. I had, I was I was double bagging it. <laughs> Goodness gracious! Yeah, no. They uh, honestly, of all the special events, um, that has to be one of my favorite. Um, I think it it definitely is mine too. It's right How up much there. Does it cost this year? I mean, the there. fireworks, Halloween wishes are awesome. 
the parade oh. with the grave diggers and their shovels. Yeah. Love those guys. The parade is unbelievable. Yeah, love the parade. I oh, love, let's yeah, not forget the headless horseman too. Yeah, the yeah headless that's the headless horseman. Yeah. But I think it's because it just seems so special. Like when you go to the Christmas parade, I mean, it's the party. The whole resort is decked out in Christmas, so it doesn't seem like as special as the Halloween party does. That's, right. I don't know. It. I like to say when people ask me about the two of them, I say, well, the big trick is you got to think of it as you're going for the events for the party. So you're going to want to go see the stage shows. You're going to want to see the parade. You're going to want to see the fireworks. A lot of people go... And they just go on attraction after attraction. And they're like, oh, what was so special about the Halloween party? Well, did you see the fireworks? No. You see the parade? (laughs) No. See the Headless Horseman? They had a Headless Horseman? What? I mean, I think the biggest tip is just go and think of attractions as a bonus that night. And it's fun to see all the kids, you know, the kids and the adults dressed up. And That's exactly what I was going to say. It's, you know, people just really get into it. They enjoy it. And. You know, it's fun just even if you're not going that night and you see people coming in already. Uh, you know, it's you're there at six o'clock and they're all coming in dressed up and and you know it it just sets the mood for the whole thing. I think I think half half of it are the people that are going because they yeah. want Halloween. You know, they want Halloween all year long and you know they do get candy and, and this year we're actually going on Halloween and my kids don't. My kids are are really happy that they don't have to go uh, trick or treating. So it is cool the um, the Buddha you Halloween parade, which like I can hear that and I yeah, start I humming it for yeah hours afterwards. Um, the other thing um, you guys asked about tickets, and let me see, tickets run in the. It depends on the time you're going. Thousand dollars apparently. <laughs> they really. Uh, Fifty-nine, sixty-five, sixty-seven, ninety-five for adults. There's a lot of subcategories, though. Yeah, you don't 50, get discounts on certain days of the week, and it doesn't apply to this. So, I mean, it's really that's really like, uh, that's surprising thanks, John. because yeah, that's almost the same price <laughs> as the one at Disneyland, and it's nowhere near as cool. It's yeah. almost the same price as it costs to get into the park for an entire day. Yeah, fifty that, or sixty. But they bucks. moved it, though, right, Michael? Have yeah, you been to the no, Magic uh, Kingdom one? No, but I'm, I'm going to – hopefully I'm going to go when I go to Gay Days in October. I'm going to go to the Disneyland one this year. How, do, yeah. how does the price for it compare to the other uh, the other attractions in Orlando for that same How time? do the parties compare? Um, yeah. Well, when I was, here I went, it was at California Adventure, so there really wasn't a lot of attractions. But it was fun. They had photo set, you know, areas for you can get your photo taken, like with um, um, Jack from Pirates. Um, they had a lot of trick or treat stations, and they had a lot it of, was, and they had a lot of really good characters out that you never yeah, see. Yeah, like, it was you know, really fun, but you yeah, just we had a really good time. I think yeah. we had it for it was a very small scale, and the parade was really small, but I thought we had a, I had a yeah really the good the. Time. the Cast members were all dressed up. Remember the cupcakes? Yeah. Well, you yeah. Guys, so much candy. Like, more candy than Disney World. It was crazy. You yeah. guys brought it up, and, it and there, that actually is one of the cool things about going for Not So Scary, is that uh, the characters are out, but they're dressed usually in Halloween costumes, like special costumes. So it's not that you're just seeing the normal Mickey and normal Minnie, but, like, they'll be dressed up. As um, ghosts. Like, 
and yeah, ghosts yeah. And, you know, vampire whatever. Mickey and witch yeah. Minnie and pumpkin very, Donald. And you, and you know what? The park actually looks great too. They they do a really good job of lighting the park in a certain way with the, oh, yeah, the greens and the oranges bit. and the purples and just kind of giving it a really, you know, not so scary but well. Mel creepy. said that um, it's yeah. already decorated for fall. Is it? She was there last weekend, and she said to let everybody know that it's it's all um, in its autumn splendor. Yeah, and Main Street uh, is really neat when they do that, and they have the scarecrows and things like that. Yeah, pumpkins uh, and everything. Cast members get really into it, too, so they actually really make the experience a lot more because all the cast members are really into it, and the Haunted Mansion cast members are amazing. And then you mentioned, too, you mentioned the characters. Oftentimes, they will have... um, characters that are very rare out for oh, yeah, the yeah. select parties. Like you get to see um usually Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs are out. Like all the dwarfs. Um yeah, so there's there's different characters yeah. out too. They have some of the some of the older Disney Channel characters will be I think like Launchpad McQuack is in the yeah. in the parade. <laughs> and there's, nice. I love Launchpad. We actually he's Walrus actually in um uh, in um Disneyland you can see him. Yep. There's uh, a yeah. just Quick comparison to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Uh, depending on if it's a Sunday through Thursday, Friday or Saturday, it's anywhere between 42 and 67. Mm-hmm. And SeaWorld's Halloween Spooktacular is. is included with park permit, park admission. So, hey, Gary. So, can I ask a question about that? Yeah. By the way, that Gary, do any of your Cylon brethren attend those events? <laughs> I, I was curious. Because they're pretty freaking scary, so... No, but you know, uh, Gary, I, that is—it's um, interesting. It is comparable because uh, depending on the dates, earlier on they start. Disney starts at you know forty, high forties to fifty, low fifties, and then gets all the way up to almost seventy bucks. Um, later on, uh, closer you get to Halloween. So, um, and the other big one in Florida is the Bush Gardens one, and that range is pretty much from fifty-two to seventy-seven. Have any of you guys been to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal? No. So that would scare... That would, am I the I only one? I'm thinking so, because that would scare the bejesus out of me. No, Gary? No, I've just heard your, your experience. That's really okay. scary, right? You Very scary. You can do the scary. blood and gore and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very isn't, it, isn't it also incredibly crowded? Incredibly crowded. It yes. can get on on the um, on the weekends. Yeah, it can be. Um, but they, <laughs> but they'll be glad to take some more of your money, and uh, you can buy a fast pass for all the uh, houses. <laughs> well, and, and I do, and I do that every year when I go, and it's it's worth it. I've heard that like, people can only get into one house for the entire evening. Uh, that might be a little bit of a stretch, but on the most crowded of nights, there might be a few hour wait. Yeah, it's wow. So that's, yeah, I heard that's stories tough. of two to three hour waits for some of that bigger and the better uh, houses too. I can tell you right now, having gone and uh, I've always bought the fast pass, what uh, the express pass, and it was worth it. And we pretty much walked into every house. So, and what's the upcharge on that, John? Is that scaled like their normal? Scaled I know they do the normal according thing. to the, the crowd levels. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can I I'd have to look it up and yeah. Uh, but because yeah, uh, I know they do that normally. Like if you went now and want to buy their fast pass, it's like twenty bucks if you go in right. 
Christmas weeks, it's like a hundred bucks. Yeah, we uh, we actually bought fast. I, I told that on I think one of the past podcasts where we went uh, on one of the most crowded days of the year there, and it was I think seventy dollars or something for the for the fast pass. But it was worth every penny because we would have wouldn't have ridden more than like two or three rides. I mean. The parks were all at capacity, but this is one of those cases where on the weekends, if you can go and you don't want to pay the extra, I would recommend, you know, going during the week. If you got to go on the weekends, um, especially closer to Halloween, definitely pay the upcharge to do it. But, um, yeah, it's a little different event from what goes on at the Magic Kingdom. But still, um, if you like getting scared, um, it's great. And I'm not one who typically likes haunted houses and that sort of thing, but um, I am amazed at the detail that they go to in these haunted um, haunted houses. I mean, they are really, really, really haunted. well done. Yeah, haunted. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. They're Thanks actually the haunted. All right, so uh, Not So Scary coming up. Uh, check it out. If you've never been, um, it is something very cool to do at the Magic Kingdom. Um, other stuff we wanted to talk about. Uh, they released, I guess, at uh, D23 and then a little bit after also the um, a few things. Uh, the Fantasyland concept art, there's a bunch of that that's out. Um, they're fleshing out a little more of the details. Um, still timeline a little bit unclear, guys, on what's going on. There was a little um, bit. Uh, apparently, one of the Imagineers at D23 had given just what, was sort of a very high level timeline not not with hardcore dates but with time frames for some of the big things so the double dumbo and the great goofini coaster and in, in um the storybook circus land the reopening of the Fantasyland train station and the casey jr water play area is slated for sometime in early 2012 but the, it's a wide time frame somewhere between january and june so you know that's a six month but see spot. i wouldn't think june would be early yeah, I would not consider June early, but yeah, um, late well, 2012, which would be the second half of the year, would be the opening of the new Little Mermaid ride, the Be Our Guest right. restaurant, the Beauty and the Beast village, the Bell meet and greet, and the, the, the debut of the new Castle Wall. Um, early you know, 2013. I don't mean to interrupt you, and, and it was with the, I'm going to interrupt. Just that, uh, as speculated earlier, when we talked about the dueling Dumbos, it looks like yeah, there are. Uh, you know, going to have one open and then they're going to close the existing, then move the other one and then work on opening it. So it's kind of going to be tiered or staged. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a no brainer, right? You wouldn't want to, there, there's no way yeah. they would have Dumbo down. Right. Which is, which is a good thing. So sorry, proceed. Well, yeah. I guess it's a good thing. Um, so then the, the early 2013 would be the remaining half of the storybook circus with, Something that this guy referred to as Pete's Silly Sideshow. I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, that's, I think that's going to be a character meet and greet area, like where the tent is. They're going to have. A, oh, right, right, they're, right. They're going to have. They're going to keep those character meet and greets that they said they were getting rid of when they. Yeah, we talked Mickey about that. Yeah, and then the um, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train roller coaster is the last piece slated to open, which is not surprising considering that sort of lagged behind from. Um, the announcements that's late 2013 so you're still looking at almost two years until the uh well actually probably potentially over two years until the seven dwarfs coaster opens so yeah i'm a little disappointed about that yeah and it sounds like a lot of it's going to be open when we have our 15th 
Yeah, I mean, depending yeah, on what good. the definition of late 2012 is, um, yeah. yeah, we could potentially have the journey of the Little Mermaid ride. It'd be fun if, like, the Be Our Guest restaurant was open. We could, you know, we could all eat there together as yeah. a first time. So you would think fun. they would have it by the because that's when it starts yeah, really getting busy. October, November, December. Yeah. You'd like yeah, to think it would be open by then. And what Carol's talking about is our um, 15th anniversary, um, Intercot's 15th anniversary. We're going to have a big celebration at the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, it's going to be in October of 2012. Exact dates will be announced forthcoming. We're, we're right around the corner from being able to do that. Um, so. If we survive the Mayan apocalypse. I'm I'm sorry, Cylon Gary. The Cylon cop. He said, "If we if we survive the Cylon if we survive the Cylon apocalypse." <laughs> well, it has been raining a lot. Gary's underwater. Making no sense. I don't understand why it's doing oh. this. It was okay. fine that whole time. You're fine now. Well, yeah, if I unplug and I'm sounds good. It's because you weren't talking, Gary. Plug and... All right. Before are we go to break. Sa- wait, are they putting the same oh. Little Mermaid that they have at California Adventure? Yeah, yes, it's exactly exactly the same. Just the show building's different. The show building's going to be Prince Eric's castle instead of the boardwalk-themed one. Cool. Everyone will like it. It's it's really cute. I, yeah. I love that movie anyway. Looking forward to it. Oh, and on the uh, the other thing that was the D23 um, stuff, before I forget about it, the uh, test track cars. Yeah, the test Jack. track cars I was actually talking about Talking to one of the Imagineers, I don't really want to say his name in case I don't want to be accused of misquoting him, but he basically was saying that the new cars for Test Track are going to be the same cars they're using on the Cars Land attraction. I've seen photos. Yeah, there's a photo floating around online of a blue car with the Chevy Mm -hmm. logo. Um but there's, they haven't really confirmed if that's one of the new cars or if that's just an old car with the new paint job. But I tend to believe that it's going to be one of those, the, new, the newer generation of the technology. So maybe that ride will become a little bit more reliable. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> and we'll be able to hear <laughs> the whole thing. Well, yeah, and, and the video screens might work again, which would be yeah. nice. Um, I'd just be happy if they don't have to shut it down every time it drizzles. <laughs> I, so, I don't very rarely have problems on that ride. Really? Yeah. Do you just never ride it? No, I I really <laughs> like the ride, and I usually oh, I do know, ride. I, I like the ride too, but I mean, I yeah. I got I stuck mean, in the heat lamp thing once, which wasn't pleasant. I got but... stuck. You, you know the most obnoxious part of <laughs> the entire ride, which is when they're like, and that's what you call an invasive maneuver, and the truck horns honking. <laughs> I got stuck in front of that truck for like 25 minutes, and they didn't turn the effect off the entire time. So I had to sit there. But yeah, I, 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 that ride probably breaks down at least 30, 35% of the time I ride it. Not as um, bad as it used to be, though. Uh, try being stuck in the pouring rain and lightning out on the loop. Yeah, that would turn be it that to would a be water a ride real quick. <laughs> have they have they um, have they said what enhancements they they've made to the cars um, I, I for Cars Land? I mean, are, are the video screens bigger? Are the sound system improved? Are the obviously I'm, most, I'm probably assuming, the tires have been? I'm assuming the cars themselves are just a little bit more reliable mechanically, and it's just a newer. So they didn't show an actual car. They didn't really show. They had a car there, but they really weren't divulging Demoing. too much information. I mean it. They had one that kind of looked a little bit like Lightning McQueen in the exhibit. Right. Yeah, you Which would make sense, it, right? because that's a... You couldn't see in it? 
Um, he's trying to right. up a little bit on a pedestal. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, it's sure very secretive, but it looks purposeful. cool, though. Cool. Excellent. All right, cool. Uh, uh, we're going to uh, head to break, and as we do, uh, we're going to come back with our best of, which uh, this week is going to be the best of refurb, which will be interesting. Carol and I still aren't really sure what we're going to do for that. I'm good. <laughs> You're good? Oh, you figured it out? Oh, then maybe I'm the only one. No, I have no idea what I'm going to say. Other news, uh, Narnia Park uh, refurbs and updates. Carol will be covering that. And uh, maybe a little bit on DVC. Not really sure. Depends on how Ian's feeling right there. Oh, I'm Uh, ready and ready. You ready? All right, cool. Uh, So we will be right back. Welcome back to the Intercot Insider, episode 22, rolling right into Intercot's best of, and uh, for some reason tonight we decided on best of refurbs, Uh, refurbishments that have gone on to existing rides, I would suppose, is what we're looking at, Um, and who came up with this topic? I did. Jeff. All right, so then we're going That's to you first. That's not how I understood it, though, so I might be wrong, but I'm going oh, with my answer. Really? Okay, what did you understand it to be, Carol? Well, just, just re- like a redo a in, general, in general. A redo in general? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I think I would accept that as well, just a best of refurbs, a okay. refurbishment of a ride or area or okay. otherwise in the parks, so... Um, Jeff, you're on the spot because right. you came the up ob- with the topic. I'm going to use the obvious one and probably going to steal some people's. It's okay. the Haunted Mansion and Walt Disney World. I mean, the, just the the new the new scenes, the new bride, the attic. I mean, they actually got that one right. Where and they, they keep evolving it. There have actually yeah, been multiple. I mean, the refers. new hitchhiking ghosts that interact with you and. Now you got the new interactive queue, which I haven't gotten a chance to see yet. I've heard good things about that. The new stretching room, which is an elevator. Oh, wait, no, that's not there. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong part. The Where's the sad yeah, I, like, I mean, I like what they did. That, that, to me, that's like plussing at its finest. You know, like that's actual totally plussing, I think it's plussing with a purpose. Yeah, and you know what? It, it's, it's not to the point where it's annoying. It doesn't yeah. get in the way. They actually let the queue go two different directions too. If you you don't want to go outside through the uh, interactive new area, you can bypass it altogether. Um, it, and, and they just didn't ruin the attraction. Like yeah. right. it preserved the the best elements of the original. And it didn't you know blow. I mean, it I got to be honest with you. The thing the thing about that that I think is the best part is maybe not the most obvious is just the uh, audio in the stretching room. Oh, yeah, the I, I surround, love, yeah, 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 the surround sound. Circling around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah recently at Disneyland, I was shocked when it didn't do it. I'm just standing there going, wait, he's not moving around. Oh, that's right. I'm not, I'm not at Walt Disney World. That's a really cool effect, and that really added something to the ambiance of that room. So, um, you know, without all the other stuff, I, I, I mean, that to me, that was a that was a really good one. So... Yeah, good, uh, good refurb. Uh, any volunteers to go next, or I'll go next, but I'm not doing a refurb. I'm doing like a total do-over. Okay, do-overs are okay. Definitely count. I'm going to go with um, Mickey's Philhar Magic. 
which replaced the Lion King show. Mm. Yeah, which replaced? I don't know. The Lion King show replaced what? Journeys, yeah. Which replaced? That was was BC. Which replaced? Mickey's musical review, right? Wasn't it Mickey's musical review? Yeah, Mickey Mouse review. The Mickey Mickey Mouse Mouse review, which got sent to... Tokyo. Japan, I believe? Yeah. Which one did you like better? Mickey Mouse Review. In The Lion King. Mickey Mouse Review. The Lion King was you did? Kind of was I my original favorite. It was for a very, very young audience, yeah. It was a glorified The Lion show. King? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, the, oh, yeah, going from the... the, the, the there, boy, you talk about pre-forum pre, pre uh, uh, forum, uh, anger right there. I mean, with the internet. When the Lion and all King? That. No, when we went, f- when uh, the Mickey's uh, review went overseas. Oh. I remember my all oh, my parents were so upset about that. What year was that? Because it was 2002. They changed it out to PhilharMagic. I think it closed in 81 or 82. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a while ago. Oh. But it wouldn't have been for the Lion King, though, because the, I mean, the Lion King didn't even come out. And then when Captain EO came to Epcot, they put Magic Journeys which was at the Imagination Pavilion into that theater. Hmm. Yep, it's true. Yep, Magic Magic Journeys was in the Magic Kingdom first and then moved over to Epcot. But that yes. is one of my all-time yeah, favorite. it did. I thought Magic it was at Epcot first and then moved to the Magic Kingdom when Captain EO came in. Did it? No, yeah, it, it, it I opened. thought it was reversed. It, it, it was there. Mickey Mouse Review was there when the, when the park opened and then it right. ran until Off to the Googles. Right. That's what I was just going to do. Fire it ran until, until 1980. Okay. Yeah, but we were trying to figure out the order of the uh, Magic Journey, so maybe you were right, Jeff. Yeah, I don't actually remember Magic Oh, Journey. there's this site called Intercop, and there's really? an actual... Yeah, <laughs> so there's like, actually a whole big timeline on one there's page. There's content. Yeah. Do we have this somewhere? Um, yeah, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heck, Jeff's actually right. So what I can't figure out is what... What is he right about? Magic Journeys moved from Epcot it to did. Magic Kingdom. Why did I think it was reversed? Which I don't remember. And then... But I don't know what... It It got there in December of 87, but I don't know what was in the building from 1980 till 1987. A dead space? Let's see what... Here, Fantasy I mean, Land. it was the Fantasyland Theater, so they could have had different shows in there. I mean... I don't remember I don't remember either much yeah I remember the Lion King being in there I remember I mean, Magic I remember Journeys the Lion being King there I remember, I remember Lion King Mickey... opened in 94 and the Mickey Mouse Mickey. Review I remember being there it might have been just space you know somebody's yeah, good I mean, somebody will probably it, know the Wikipedia page on the pavilion says or on the building says the theater originally housed the Mickey Mouse Review which yep. left in 1980 yep. then it says later it was home to the 3D Magic Journeys yep. film See? which didn't get there till 87 so I don't know what was but in there when did when did so so uh, the, the Mickey Mouse Review left in 1980 oh so stroller parking essentially until then yeah or, or character yeah. meet and greet yeah, well, yeah exactly <laughs> See, well, back then, the characters walked around. They didn't. You didn't have to wait in line. That was Mickey Starland. Mickey's Mickey Starland is but it, but Mickey's birthday land. Mickey's, Mickey's Toontown. Oh. Yeah. So you know back. what? That that would explain why my parents were so upset about that. Not only did it leave, but then it was blank for that many years. 
Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't even remember. I can't find anything that indicates there was anything else in there. Frankly, really? I don't. I remember the Mickey Mouse review very well, and I remember the uh, Legend of the Lion King, but I don't remember Magic Journeys ever being in there. Now, in fairness, I think I was only in Disney World once after 87 and before Legend of the Lion King got in there, so that would be why. I well, the other, yeah. the other thing, too, with Magic Journeys, it, inside the Magic Kingdom, when there were so many different attractions you wanted to go see, I mean, going to sit through a 3D movie might not have been on the top of your list to do either if you were there. Yeah, I... You know, and 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 when I was there in '88 was the first time I was there when Epcot was open. So I remember spending a ton of time in Epcot. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Yeah. That's a good one, Carol. That's my answer. Mickey's Philhar Magic. Mickey's Philhar Magic. That was a good one. Yes. Love a very it. Very good one. All right, let's go to Ian next. Ian. Ooh. Hi. How you doing? Pretty good. Nice to see you again. John. Wake up, Ian. <laughs> Uh, boy, I, you know, we talked about this. I thought it was a good topic, but I'm racking my brain, and I'm, I'm having a hard time coming up with one. Would you like me to go instead? How about? Oh, no, I got a great one, actually. I, I came up with I a good this. one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make everybody mad with this one because they're all going to wish they had thought about it. Star Tours, the new Star Tours ride, is an awesome refurb oh, of the existing. Haven't seen one. it yet. Yep. No, I'll go with it. Carol, you're going to love it. And let me tell you, it did not even make me sick. And you know that is one of those rides it, that I would always freak out on. It you, is amazing. Michael, you and me both, I feel exactly the same way. Those old simulator rides used to make me nauseous. Like, I mean, Body Wars, I rode that like twice oh, and I gave Body up. Body Wars, Elizabeth and Star Shoe. Tours was the same way. This one is just blow you was away. Was that your answer? That John, is- you were going to say Body Wars, weren't you? <laughs> no, the refurb? There was no refurb of that. I, I love Body Wars, though. You stole Liz- my joke. Liz it's Shue still was in there, in there, though. Isn't it still there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it's still there. It's just yeah. collecting dust. Yeah. That was going to be my joke answer. Yeah, no, that would be... I mean, to me, that might be the Body best Wars. one they've ever done. I mean, it's near perfect. And, and what was there before, I really didn't care for it all. It was oh. kind of lame. Oh, I, so, I like that. Well, it was, it was good the first ten times you wrote it, the original one. I right? mean, when I wrote, yeah, I mean, but it, but by today's standards, it was yeah, kind of embarrassing. Actually. It was so, it was due for a rehab. Yeah. But they did they knocked it out of the park with that one, so that would be mine. I would yeah, agree. It's, okay. sure. it's the first revision that uh, George Lucas has done that's actually been. No, since wasn't now. that <laughs> wasn't that Michael's answer? It Gary's ubiquitous yeah. shot at uh <laughs> at the bearded one. That was Michael's answer, right? You're going to copy Michael, Ian? No, that was mine. Michael, did you get that answer? No, I didn't go yet. Oh. I was going to say, did I miss part of the podcast? He sounds bitter. (laughs) Either that or Michael and I sound a lot alike. Did you just take his? Michael, would you like to go next? Um, Sure. (laughs) I don't have one at Disney World because I haven't gone there enough previously. and you know, that's, currently, so cool. I will say that the best one that I've ever experienced would be the old Space Mountain at Disneyland and the new Space oh. Mountain at Disneyland. Oh. And I just wish that everyone on the East Coast could experience it because it will blow your mind. Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, My so kids much, when we went out there, so much better, so much yep. smoother, nicer sitting that right next to the person you're riding with rather than in front or behind them. I was soundtrack. soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And you don't get whiplash. And they spookify that, right, for Halloween? Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I get to ride that for the first time when I go in October, the 
haunted space. They have mountain, ghosts and skeletons. Ghost, ghost galaxy. Ga- ghost galaxy, right? Ghost yeah. galaxy. Love it. Love it. That's pretty cool. I didn't know they did that. That's neat. Yeah, yeah Walt definitely... Disney World blew their chance when they closed it for all that time and did yeah. basically nothing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, well. <laughs> you know, it's really bad, but I won't ever ride the one at Never Space mind. Mountain again because the last. I don't time go I on the one it, in Florida. The last time I rode it, I felt like it was going to break my back. I just was yeah. done. Just I don't go on it. Uh, I still love the Disney World one, but the, the Disneyland one is definitely much better. Yeah. Light years ahead. Yes. Gary. Well, I, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was having a tough time cause I couldn't decide on anything. Okay. And I'm, I'm going with something that I consider bittersweet because, uh, oh, I no. actually miss the living seas. I love cool. the living seas, sea base alpha, the whole deal. Crap. But, but Turtle Talk with the Crush. It is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if you could see. No, it's backwards, so he but, can't uh, see what I wrote. But down. yeah, you know, with uh, I, I just, you know, I had more fun doing that with my kids than than I could ever imagine. Um, and uh, even though I, I think the entire pavilion has suffered greatly. Um, and it's just turned into a giant home aquarium. I uh, actually yeah. really love, really? love Turtle Talk have, with Crush. I don't have manatees oh. in my home aquarium. Uh, you're not trying, man. Um, <laughs> the uh, you know the kids walking around all day saying "dude" that whole thing. It's dude, just, it's dude. It, you know it's really nice and, and the technology is pretty cool and and uh, it's, it's interactive and, and it, yeah, it is. It is, and, and you actually learn something, which is kind of what I miss about the original. Living seas, and I also miss the uh, the uh, aqua. You don't like the little ride. You don't like the Nemo ride, Gary. Sure. The first time I went through it, I it. Now I just want to it so I can go see the. Is it good? Okay, so yeah, mine would be the sea cab to Nemo conversion, actually. And I know, you know, and much like you, it's funny, Gary, because I am a, uh, I was a big fan of the original Epcot, and, uh, but let's face it, the sea cabs were kind of horrible. I mean, the, the original idea, I mean, it was, I mean, it was neat going down, you know, in the hydrolators and, uh, and I liked the original movie, but the sea cabs were nothing. I mean, come on, Ian. You're not going to be funny. Seriously. Well, no, it rode through the aquarium. It was, it was slow yeah, moving was... nothing. It really, there was nothing. It was like, okay, Imagineers completely ran I, out of ideas, so I, we're just no, going to browse you by in a little car all these windows and looking out of the aquarium. And was, there was nothing to it. My only complaint with the original sea cabs was I think they could have made it a little bit longer and like maybe circled through the aquarium a little bit more instead of bit. that short. A little more interactive might have been good, too. I mean, essentially, they just put a people mover through the yeah, aquarium. Yeah, but I mean, it would have been cool if that like, people mover went through the whole aquarium rather than just a straight line. And I agree with you. And the ride was always too short. And there were these, like, areas where you'd go around and there would be these huge, vast areas of just carpeting out there where there was nothing. And you'd just yeah. kind of, like, look across into the, another window. And, it like, was there supposed to originally be something here? And they just decided that this was all we could do but 
Um, I don't know. I, I actually, and I like Gary. I like the original concept of the pavilion as a whole, and I kind of miss getting the hydrolators to come back out to, uh, you know. Uh, I thought that was cool too until I discovered the uh, the quicker way out that you could actually just yeah, walk through a door. Yeah. I know. I <laughs> you have no the idea how disappointed. Like, yeah, this sort of ruins the whole illusion. Yeah, I remember that too. It just seen somebody bust through the door to yeah, the, the right door of you, going, "Light comes Are you in. kidding yeah, me? Wait, how did that happen when I'm underwater? Yeah, yeah I remember I that too. I know. As a kid, I can. Uh, no, I mean, other than that, I was thinking also the uh, journey into imagination. From no, no. Oh, figment. But but you know another one, kidding. another good movie. Uh, right? Yeah, I'm kidding. Okay, just check. Uh, you know the replacement of Monsters Inc. Uh, last from uh, Timekeeper. From Timekeeper. Mon- I agree with you there. I think no, that, that's a great one. That's again that another interactive. Yeah. Nobody yeah. picks Stitch. Yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, good reason for that. If I wanted someone to just burp saying in my face and hang out with my kids. I like um, the enhancements also that they've done in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Or yeah, Caribbean. See, I don't like yeah, you don't like uh, with you, get, you yeah. don't like Depp being in there. Oh, I do. I like that, but I don't like the end room. Anymore. I don't yeah. like the end room, and I don't. I don't. I mean, I miss the. I miss the music. I mean, I love the Pirates of the Caribbean music is awesome. It's a great movie soundtrack, but I miss Yoho playing throughout the ride. It just bums me up. Yeah, I kind of don't like what they did with the end. I mean, the they end. kind of took out all those auto animatronics and they threw and replaced in one it with Johnny one. Depp figure that's yeah. not really even a good figure if you looked at it closely. Yeah, yeah. but now it has a monkey. So. It looks pretty cool, but what I don't like about it is there's not really, like, the story's kind of weak. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't really kind of change the ride around to match the story in the movie, so there's just this random Johnny Depp guy shows up every once in a while. I still wish... Too, there was more fog in the opening scene. Like Disneyland does that right. When you come into that there opening is, room, it's yeah. kind of scary, and there's it's yeah. foggy, and it, you feel like you're really coming into a port. And Disney World, you don't get that. Well, so yeah, much. again, another ride that Disneyland's version just oh. smokes. Although, yeah. By putting Johnny Depp in Disneyland, kind of ruined the end of their story as well. Because you remember going oh, up the waterfall, so they had to. They had the skeletons going. I think it's because you're so close to Michael. Yeah, it's he, just creepy. Yeah, he's very close in in California. Hmm. That last um. Well, maybe someday we can all talk about how great the new Norway movie is. <laughs> <laughs> but is I think com- Mexico uh, is better. That? Don't you all agree, Mexico? No. no. Um, no, I'll, I'll tell you where they where they mm. kind of blew Mexico in my opinion. Where there's that big stage at the end of the ride, and they put and a movie a in there instead of three instead animatronics. Of animatronics. Figures. You know what? Actually, you know, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, Come I on. agree with that. I'm going to give you kudos there, the Jeff. I think had they not cheaped out there and actually put on audio animatronics at the end of that ride and had them singing, I think you're. I think you're right. I think that would have redeemed that. Yeah, this is a total switch from the argument you and I had on the boat last October. Right. <laughs> what, what did I... Oh. You were trying to convince me how much better it was. Well, I think it is better. I I'm think like, that, eh. it, th- th- you know, I th- the other one had grown long. I, the I, you know what? I, I don't... went to the tequila bar and I was much happier, so... Well, I do like the tequila bar just, there. I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. It just feels like they kind of crammed the... Shoehorned? Like, characters in there. And it doesn't... I mean, none of the other... Like, 
I don't know. It just didn't. It, for me, it, for me, it, it just, just doesn't feel like to me. the the effects are all that interesting. You know. No, I mean, and like I think if you know the old ride and then you see it's just on like it's really sh- like obviously kind of badly shoehorned into the old ride and I don't know. I just it it it's not bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I I don't dislike it. And th- unfortunately, it's my son's favorite ride in like the entire we rode it like 30 <laughs> times the last time we were there. But Yeah, we ride it every time actually. I miss the Mexico it's a small world, so. I agree. La 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 I'm really surprised nobody said Duffy from the Disney Bear. Yeah, Duffy. <laughs> I like to enjoy my Duffy with a nice beer. <laughs> Can't get enough of that wonderful Duff. Duffy. <laughs> right. So, all right. Fee for me, Duffy. Did, for did we hit everybody? Duffy. I think we did. We did. You, John? And there. And there you have it. John, you mine, didn't give yours. Mine was the C-Caps. Oh, yeah, you uh, did. C-Caps to Nemo Transition. You didn't like his, Ian. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I forgot. That's why I did. I was trying to block it out that you actually said that. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for playing. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, what else do we have? Uh, Narnia closing? Did anyone notice? Yes. The journey the tree into drops Narnia is closing as of September 10th. And there's been no um, people that have gone to see it. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, no one has. Yeah, noticed. it's a little walk through at the, at the studios. Um, what was in there? The Incredibles. The Incredibles were there before that, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I think so. Well, it was two Narnias first, and before that, they that was part of where they would do like they do their like props, a... like that the Haunted Mansion movie props. There before that, they had the Dalmatian props. Yeah, I remember Dalmatians. Well, they oh, haven't yeah. re- they haven't said what they're going to put in there as of right now. Nothing, but that the. Well, I think the last time I walked by it, there was one guy standing outside, and he just looked really confused and sad. So. And then um, the only other thing that's been added to the closing list is lights, motors, action. The stunt show is going to be down for a few days in October, but it's it's um, must be just a minor thing because it's from the third to the sixth. Unfortunately, okay, that's they're not on that. that back to France. <laughs> <laughs> have they have they replaced Herbie yet? No? I don't know. Maybe that's what it's closing for. So maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's what's going on. But it's it's just four days, so I can't imagine that it's too much. And then the park hours um, and events and everything have been released through March of 2012. So that's what cool. six month mark. So right. when they when start. they brought that light stage thingy, wasn't it Lights, only supposed motors. to be a short turn loan from Paris, and they were sending it back? Like, it's just, <laughs> no, it was a gift that we want to regift, but nobody will take it off our hands. <laughs> you know what the biggest problem with that right, that that whole attraction is? Is it's where it's situated. When you go sit there, you just bake. Yeah, but it, uh, I mean, it is. Yeah. My kids really enjoyed it, but it's so like, did my kids. Yeah, I liked it the it, first time. Exactly. It's a one-time thing for us. I mean, yeah, I, I haven't... Yeah, you, can get, you can get heat stroke sitting on those bleachers. It's so hot yeah. over there. Yeah, we sweat really... Yeah, it was hot. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, to, not to mention it ruined Residential Street and the Backlot Tour and the Osborne Well, Lights. but they put in a whole bunch of fire. You know, so fire's fun. I like fire. Well, that yeah, whole I park is hot, I though. I that once it- it was too much of a production for me. Like, a huge, long wait and a big 
parade in a parade out. It was just out. too universal for me. Like, I yeah, feel like it it's does. A... I agree. Actually, it was kind of Six Flags to me, reminded me of the Batman stunt show at Six Flags Great Adventure. Really, I have never seen anything at Six Flags that remotely equaled that kind of effort. Well, I mean, it just, well, I'm not saying the effort, just the fact that it was <laughs> just regular car stunts, really, nothing. You know what they need to bring back in Florida? Are those old water ski shows where people would water ski in pyramids? You know what's so weird that you say that, Gary? I hadn't thought about that in ages, and there's a topic on the boards about it that just came really? up. I, I believe yeah. they still do it at SeaWorld. Don't what they about still the have mermaid shows? At SeaWorld? Mermaid shows, yeah. Do you remember those? What parks were those at? It was Wikiwachi, wasn't it? Or was that Cypress like that? Gardens? Cypress that, that, that Gardens and Wikiwachi. They had water skis. I think the uh, mermaids might have been at Wikiwachi. Or was no, it? The, um, the, the one that I'm thinking of at Disney World, I never saw the... the they actually had a full-blown one when... I mean, it was... I forget what oh, yeah. it was called. Yeah, it was Wikiwachi, John. Was it? What do you guys, the wonderful fun. world of water ski is what it was called and they had you know it was actually like a water skiing like cypress gardens kind of show but then later remember does anybody remember they had like goofy used to water ski on yes the, you remember that yeah. yeah well that was back when you could actually that. go ahead i remember seeing that on uh the white world disney show yeah like that's what i remembered from yeah I remember seeing it in person many times. Yeah, I definitely saw it on the Seven Seas Lagoon. I remember seeing it when we were when we were young. Well, in we fact, to... I remember we stayed at the. I mean, we always stayed at the Contemporary, and, and I remember watching it one morning from our balcony or something. I think he was out there doing it, like when the park was, you know, for the opening of the park or something. Well, I, I can remember being out in the Seven Seas Lagoon swimming, um, and you could be out near. They'd have a area roped off where you could swim. And you could be out near the edge of the rope, and Goofy would literally come by within five feet of the rope with a motorboat and would come yeah, skiing by that. while you're and in the water. it was like one of those cool old Cypress Gardens, like wooden motorboats, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then they did the, the one that they did, you know, early on was a full-blown show. I mean, people standing on each other's shoulders and all that, you know? Yep. I saw yeah. that at SeaWorld in California. I remember seeing it at Cypress Gardens. I don't. I never saw it. It, it ended before I ever had gone to Disney World because the first year I was there was '74, I think, and it was '74. Was that the first year you went, John? Yeah. That yeah, was. it was five '74, and it ended in '73. So. Yeah. So no, it was yeah, it was very cool. So, just something one of those things that you don't see anymore. Can't swim in the lagoon either. Uh, no. So. Um, reason. <laughs> I guess. Uh, looking at what else do we want to cover? Oh, DVC. Hello, DVC. We've had yeah. some requests for um, much uh, promised and coverage. Yes, often delayed DVC. <laughs> often, probably back in episode two, we probably did something <laughs> with the DVC, and uh, people have forgotten that we promised it for them because it was so long ago. <laughs> well, somebody was complaining. Like you said, you were going to do something on DVC, and you're not doing it. They were they were advocating, not really. But, you so, know, one of the big problems is there's so many topics and so many little nuances. It's hard just to, you got, we got to pick something and focus it's on It's very broad, it. yeah. Maybe if yeah. people could write in on in the message boards, like, little ideas of what they wanted to know. But do you want to do pros and cons? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, that I've seen people talk about, and, I mean, it's let's face it, it's one of the most popular topics in the um in the DVC forum is uh, 
is you know why should I buy you know pros and cons of owning DVC you know reasons to buy reasons not to buy that that, that topic comes up a lot and I think that you know both well not both Carol jo- uh, Jeff and I all own Vacation Club and probably all have thoughts on you know reasons to buy reasons not to buy I mean I don't I, really have any any not to buys really I mean I I could come up with 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 reasons where I would say if you don't meet certain criteria. Well, I mean, for myself, I've never had any regrets. Oh, no, I've never had either. I mean, my only Yeah, I've regret, had no regrets, but I can think topic, of a few reasons why you wouldn't want to This topic buy. comes up a lot. You know, I wish I had more points. I wish I had more points, and I wish I had bought sooner. Those are the only yes. things that, that I would say that I I would change. But but I could see, like, I, I would say it's not right for, you know, you, you, you. I mean, there's people that I would say probably should not buy. Like, for example, if you don't go at least, I would say if you don't go at least once a year, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it really. I mean, if you don't have, if you don't like the larger accommodations, you know, like for me with like a big family, I mean, I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it then. Well, I think too, as you, as your family gets older, you kind of want more space because it was getting to the point with us as we were um, getting two rooms when we yeah. were staying in the regular right. resorts because you just didn't have enough room, you know, because your kids would bring friends and and to spread out. Yeah, and we and and I think we've covered that before. Like once you've stayed in the villas, it's hard to go back to just a standard room. Especially yeah. when it's only one night, and then you have to go to a standard room. The next yeah. Night. Oh, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely, if you're going to break it up, you should actually start in the smaller start accommodations. The smaller. And then, yeah. yeah. I, I did, did that. that. I did that where I started off at DVC, and then I went to a conference in between, and I came back, and I stayed at Pop Century just for, like, the last two nights just to squeeze them in. I was like... Ooh, I should have spent the points and went back to DVC. Yeah, we did that once too. Well, there was—I think it, there was a few of us that were coming in from colder weather and had weather issues, so we opted to add on a day. So we stayed at a villa the first night. Yeah, and it was hard to move to. And it was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we stayed in a two-bedroom at um, Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge. Lodge. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like one so of my I would say I've ever done. <laughs> to get, yeah, the two bedrooms are spectacular. I mean, and the three bedrooms are just mind blowing. But never I would stayed say, in a three bedroom. I never have either, but I've I've toured them as I'm sure yeah. as well, Carolyn. They're just, I mean, I can't even imagine. They're like a house. But to 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 get back, I mean, I would say that you know, if you want to talk about the upside, I mean, certainly the accommodations would be one of the things that I put right at the top of the list. I mean, when you get used to that size of accommodation the quality of the accommodations the i mean frankly the location of most of the accommodations and just the amenities that go you know it's very hard to think back to when you just stayed in a regular old hotel room and and i'm sure carol you have this experience when you travel other places now you know and you're not traveling on points and and you have to stay in just a regular old hotel room you're like oh yeah i forgot how bad this stinks you know i mean the villas are so nice my big yeah. pro with it is a lot of times I would travel down solo because I have friends in Florida and I'd, or, and I'd stay there at Disney World before I'd go to their house. And now instead of staying at a place like Pop Century, which I actually I didn't think there was really anything wrong with it, but it's so much nicer to be able to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge or mm-hmm. the Beach Club or even Old Key West and have like a nice room and 
be comfortable rather than being, you know, okay, yeah, I'm at, I'm at a pop and just because it's cheap and that's why I was there. But now it's basically costing me the same with my maintenance fees as it would cost me to go and spend that money in pop. Right. Yeah, I mean, and the thing I like too is, you know, there's, I mean, it's great. The flexibility is awesome. I think I've told this story before, but when John and I went on the Dream Preview cruise, much like Carol just alluded to, we had some weather issues getting home, and I had to spend the, uh, an unexpected night in right. uh, Disney. And I, I mean, I just picked up the phone and I called member services, and they were like, okay, Mr. Mitchell, your room at the Wilderness Lodge will be waiting when you arrive. You know, and it was, you know, didn't cost me a dime. I just called up and. You know, use my points, and and it had a really nice. I mean, it had a great room at the Wilderness Lodge waiting for me. To your point, I didn't have to stay at you know Howard Johnson's or something around the corner. I mean, I stayed at a great hotel on Disney property. It was really, it was and fantastic. Be, and to be fair, what one of the cons is that it's really only good for DVC properties. I mean, yeah. Like I just, I just had the experience where I stayed for two nights at Paradise Pier, and the. It was it was like a ridiculous amount of points. I think it was almost like seventy four points for two nights at Paradise Pier. When I'm going in December, and it's cost me like forty five points for three nights at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Right. Yeah. There's so, no I mean, doubt. The, I mean, I so. say to people all the time, unless you plan on using your membership primarily, and when I say primarily, I mean almost exclusively, to stay at Disney Vacation Club properties, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I don't think, although I will say that the value in switching out isn't bad because the Disney properties are so um, coveted on the open market that you can get a lot for a little if you swap out to, like, another, you know, destination. Like, we could have had a week in the Bahamas, like, for, like, 150 points or something like that for, like, a week in an oceanfront two-bedroom suite. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it. You can get some good deals swapping out. So, but I mean, I, the primary purpose has to be to travel to Disney World, and to stay, you know, in a Disney Vacation Club right. resort. Yeah, to stay at a DVC property because I mean, yeah, I know to you... get. And 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 you know, there's a lot of talk about is it financially is it a good decision? And I got to be honest with you, I ran numbers when I bought. And, you know, I'm not an economist. I didn't factor in, you know, the potential growth value of my money and all that. I mean, you know, I looked at it and on a basic economic scale, I said I'm pretty likely to spend this much money, you know, traveling. That's, yeah, that's what we did because we generally stayed in the um, deluxe right. resorts, we which you too. pay an arm and a leg for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and we knew we were going to. Staying at, at Pop Century or All-Stars just isn't really an option for us. Yeah. I mean, we just, and, and now that my family has grown, it really isn't. I mean, we'd have to get two rooms, and, you know, it, it, I mean, by the time you do that, you're paying for, for what amounts to a deluxe anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, we just knew that we really preferred the deluxe resorts. We preferred the location of the deluxe resorts. They, to your point, Carol, they cost an arm and a leg, you know, and, and the numbers really, if you sat down and you said, well, we were going to probably travel to Disney World at least twice a year in this level of accommodations it's going to cost us about this much for this long i mean the numbers are pretty simple to put together you know and then the other thing that you, that's, that you have to factor in is inflation i remember looking and and realizing that in 1971 when disney opened you know a room at the contemporary was 1995 a night and now it's like on it like 400 yeah. you know which is i don't yeah I that's think, that's you know. pretty much the way i look at it too if i was going to stay at Say Animal Kingdom Lodge in December for three nights, it would cost me six, seven hundred dollars for those three nights, even without a severe. At least, view. at least know. that's what I'm saying. I mean, at least that much money. And when I look at what I'm paying for maintenance fees and what I paid, 
I think pretty much DVC is pretty close to paying for itself with the, mm-hmm. the amount of time I travel down there. Well, actually, if you had to pay out of pocket a night in a two-bedroom villa, right. that that would pretty much cover your um, your dues. You know, those can be like eight. Eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Oh, for right. a two a bedroom, night. it's even more yeah. than that. The, yeah. A one bedroom, a one bedroom is like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Night, Although you know, admittedly, I still think those prices are inflated, though. I mean, if you look at in the open market on what a two bedroom or whatever at a, a, a different resort around town, and it depends on the time of year too. But it is Disney, so yeah. And, well, but, but I've I mean, always kind of stay. So it I know, but it is. I always kind of looked at those and like. Hey, crazy i mean the the people actually that aren't dvc members actually you know stay there and pay the nine hundred dollars yeah they do do they uh trish just booked i'm sorry my wife just booked a a family into a into a two-bedroom at uh saratoga springs for christmas week it was like twelve hundred dollars a night or something well you said you did that michael on one of our the last podcast somebody booked a great big Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember you telling that story. Yeah, wow. yeah, they do. Uh, but but it, it's financially, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, I'm absolutely certain that it's going to pay. Have to crunch back. the numbers. I don't know. You know, I could invest the money that I, you know, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be investing the cash because I would spend it on my vacation. I know that. I mean, we were spending anywhere from, you know, probably four to six thousand dollars a year on a car. Yep. Yep. And stuff like that. So I mean, it. You know that that adds up. Yeah, I don't so pay it, that much a year in in you know, in even even with having finance Bay Lake, I don't pay that much a year in in cost for my membership. So it's yeah, I know. think that's the that's the stepping or the the you know stumbling block for most people. It's just the the initial outlay of money. I think that's yep. that's what makes people nervous. And uh, well, yeah. it's you know, but the thing is, if you buy it on the, I mean, if you buy on the resale market through a partner like the Timeshare Store, ding ding you know, ding ding ding. You can. Did I, the, did I mention the Timeshare store? Who can be located? Who sponsors our DVC forum? By the they way, they do sponsor our DVC. Ding, 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 and by the way, are one of our um, our uh, partners who gets rave reviews from everybody who's ever used them. And one of our I actually, longest. I actually bought mine through the Timeshare store, and I think. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people who have. But, well, but you, the point being, if you buy it on the resale market, and you know, you you buy a a, like a, a a more affordable property, which you can do. You can get some of these contracts now in like the low seventy dollar a point range. And you know, if you're only buying two hundred points, I mean, that's that's a you know, if you can finance it, you get a get a home equity loan or something like that. I mean, that's a very affordable monthly payment. You know what? Pay what cash. Somebody help me out with my with my uh, yeah, but you know, with the way rates are now, John, it's probably it's probably actually a better choice to just finance it no and if you I buy guess. 200 points and 70 dollars a <laughs> point it's only 14 grand yeah i'm, I'm looking at some duck, of the prices now you can yeah. duck the interest it's on less the than a car payment would be yeah, cheaper that, to, cheaper to pay cash trust I, me. I i went on the timeshare store we didn't finance my yeah it's but but i, yeah. I figured out that most of the time i'm but traveling by time. myself and i'm going to need a studio so i figured out Looking at the charts, how many points I need, and I said, "Oh, I could find." I think I bought in. What's the one in Carolina? I don't even know where I own. Hilton, what, Head? Hilton Head. Hilton Head. Yes, Hilton Head. I love I Hilton bought, Head. I bought points at Hilton Head, and they were almost half what some of the resorts on property were going for. And I very rarely know I'm going eleven months out anyway. 
so it worked for me, and it was it, it came out to next to nothing. Have you stayed at Hilton Head? I'm sorry, John. I didn't hear. Have you, you stayed at Hilton Head? I haven't. Since sta- it's your I haven't home stepped resort? foot in Hilton Head. <laughs> you ought, like you to really ought to. It's hard to get into, and since you're a member there, it's a yeah, it's a beautiful property. We'd like to go sometime down there. We've been to Vero Beach, which, by the way, is also an amazing property. Carol, yeah, have I you like ever been that to Vero? Too. No. Oh, I've been. I've it. been there. Really yep. great. Yeah, I would highly recommend that. And I've toured the um, Hilton Head property. We stayed down in Hilton Head, but couldn't get into it. I mean, you know, we, yeah, we look, it's, it's tough. It's tough to get into. It's but, booked I mean, all the time. I'm on the Timeshare Store site right now, and there are Animal Kingdom Lodge points on here for as low as sixty-eight dollars a point. Wow. You know, and I mean, you can buy the the first contract that just popped up is 180 points for twelve thousand two hundred forty dollars. Well, there's some that go down for just 55 points for that are like 75 or 78 dollars, and which the the outlying cost is four thousand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a couple. I mean, there's a contract yeah. for 55 points in Animal Kingdom Lodge for two. The only problem is those points are that little bit of. Po- that's the one thing I would say. I would definitely caution people if you're going to buy, really be honest with yourself about you know your usage and what you think you're going to need like jeff alluded to he went and he sat down and he knew he was going to want a studio because yeah that's what our representative told us to do and we they told us that when we bought our saratoga membership and we didn't listen we bought the minimum and then later we added on because it just wasn't enough i mean we decided we really wanted to do we really wanted to you know we needed to we needed to get more out of our membership but you know if people are looking in just for you know for now or just trying to get in like a foot in the door yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the one thing I will say is about your, the your starter DVC. As it were. Well, about getting the foot in the door, though, there is some benefit to that because once you're a member, then they do offer you, you know, you can get better incentives and you can get early, you know, early access to the other. So there is something to be said about buying in. If it was, if I went and did it over again, I would probably buy on the secondary market rather than directly from Disney because the price been. Now, when I did it, the, the market hadn't crumbled so the price differential wasn't anywhere near yeah that's what was us too i i, I think oh. i would buy right now the only thing with that's bad with the secondary market is that new rule they put in right. where if you buy on the secondary market you can't use it you can only use it at dvc properties like you can't use adventures by disney you can't swap yeah, out your points doesn't I, matter to me i know right. i'm with carol i don't ever plan i mean i've looked at the trade outs like we thought about we really want to do a disney cruise and we thought about trading out to go on a cruise but i'm telling i have 360 points it wasn't even enough to get me one person on a on, on a, a cruise yeah well, that's cruise. that's one of the cons it's not too. worth it anyway because it's not worth it anyway because if you book smart you can find it's much better. It's you get much better deals if you if you can pay for it instead of well, trading out on the cruises. Yeah, there's no. I mean, trading out. And on the cru- if you're smart, you'll contact Magical Journeys because they are a great asset when you're trying to. Amen, book anything brother. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, that would be another con I have too. With the if if you know people are thinking about it, basically you could you could only use three years worth of points at one time. Like you can't say. I want to take 50 of my points and put it towards an account like for a cruise. So you can never really. You can't bank that far. I don't have to worry about banking. Well, no, but if you wanted to, like if you said, okay, you know what? I'm not going to go to Disney World. I want to take an Adventures by Disney. So let me put my points away for this year, next year. You can only do, you can't keep putting your points away even if you have a purpose for it. 
Like it would be nice to have that option. Do adventures by Disney? I don't even know. I've never even seen a poster where anyone's ever gone on one. Oh, I, my our creative director at work went on uh, went on the um, oh goodness, I'm drawing a blank. You know that Nancy continent where the people Journey. with the accent and their shrimps on the Barbie. Australia. <laughs> we went to Australia last year on um, Adventures by Disney, and he he talks about it constantly. I mean, oh just, really? Oh, wow. he said it was. Uh, and this guy's like Manhattan creative director, snooty, like not, you know, not really. I mean. Not not the kind of guy who's going to settle for it. He said it was the best vacation he's ever been on. Nancy I've heard they're had good. mentioned she just came back from one not too long ago. I don't remember yeah. where she said she went though. She thought it was great. Have you bought in Hawaii yet again? No. I figured you. I figured you'd be the first one. No, you know what? I mean, seriously, it's too far away for me. Now, if I was you, Michael, I'd be buying in Hawaii. But well, no. you have to do you have to do like a three four days in Disneyland. We are so far from being able to travel to Hawaii with my food <laughs> that I didn't even consider it, to be honest with you. And actually, there's all that controversy over it right now. I don't even know if it's back for yeah, sale. I don't know if yeah, they're selling, are they? I don't it's not as far as I know. I mean, I haven't seen anything that they that they um, you know that they put it back on the market. The guy was in charge again, of that got fired, anything. didn't he? What's that? Didn't the guy who was the guy who was in charge of that get fired? Everyone yeah, did. He did. Everybody's, Everybody's getting fired. fired. It was more than just him. Yeah, I think it was the whole executive board. Speaking of firings, didn't somebody else get fired this week too? No, he quit. Oh, it was the head quitting. of consumer products resigned. Hmm. Which I have to say, they had one of those now. Well, I mean, after they sold the. Uh, this is sort of interesting. So your Disney it, stores and he, <laughs> reclaimed them, or I don't and, even know. Andrew Did Mooney even was the him? guy who actually name? has been with Disney for a really, <laughs> excuse me, a really long time. Um, he um. Was head. He's been head of consumer products since 2003, and um, it is actually a long time. No, well, yeah, he's been he's been, but I think he's been with Disney for almost 10 years now. I think he had a different job when he uh, he worked for Nike. He was a CMO at, at Nike, and then he came over to Disney. I think in the late 90s, um, and he took over as the as the as the uh, head of consumer products in 03, <laughs> and actually the. The thing it was sort of funny, and 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 it, you know, a lot of times when you read our discussion boards, you're going to get a mixed response to almost anything because, you know, there's people out there that are a little too critical of Disney, and then there's people out there that are way too Pollyanna about Disney, and then there's usually people in the middle. This thread got the same reaction from absolutely everybody that read it because the guy's termination, that the the, the I'm sorry, the, his separation article said. Hang on, I have to find the snippet rule here. He's, he's, a respected, he's respected in the licensing and retailing world. His accomplishments include significantly improving the quality of Disney merchandise, <laughs> guiding, see Gary openly laughs, guiding a budding turnaround at Disney stores in North America. What? And, and stretching the Disney brand. Turnaround from what? Yeah, where? I mean, who, what, where? Yeah, at what point when? was the turnaround? Well, and no, that's, that's the amazing brand thing. To include upscale lines of furniture and apparel. So, two of those three things are, I would say, patently false. <laughs> and, well, but and, no, Ian, he did turn it around. They they drove the Disney store into the ground, sold it to Children's Place, and now they're reopening some as Disney stores again. Don't you see how that went? It turned it Funny, around. Because that I just got an email. Literally. You just got what, Michael? I just got an email today inviting me to the opening of the brand new Disney store at some mall here that 
I won't be going to, but we were. I got into a discussion with a couple of my friends who are Disney freaks here, and none of us are going because everyone's like, you know, it's just not even worth it because everyone well, has such a bad taste in their mouth. From the plus, last the other the other thing, if you're an adult, just forget about going. There's well, a, like they'll have a t-shirt section with maybe five or ten right. t-shirts, and that's and your whole adult section. Not only do they have five or ten t-shirts, but the quality stinks anymore. They're that incredibly thin, you know, cotton. They shrink yeah. like you need to buy one like three sizes too big for you. Which when you're you know a bigger guy is hard. The heavyweight cotton's not in. Man. Yeah, I mean they're just it's brutal. The quality's terrible. The toys are just junk, you know. And and frankly, the selection of the Disney store nowadays is no different than what you can see at your local Walmart or your Target or any of that other stuff. Yeah, honestly, I, I got to tell you, we went into one. Uh, I don't know, my son was playing somewhere in the region the tri-state region here in the nation's capital every every have you noticed every like major city almost has a tri-state area i don't know what that is but um anyway uh so we went in the disney store because we were bored and yeah in and out in five minutes yeah just nothing there were i i mean i don't and this one looked like it had been one of the revamped ones and you know it updated stuff, but I went to the flagship store, store so in Times generic. Square and did the same thing. I yeah. walked in. I'm like, okay, this is just a regular junky mall Disney store, only bigger. You remember when that was an experience? I mean, oh, I, I, I mean, even just going in your local Disney store in the mall was was an experience. Not only was it an experience, but you know, you had to prevent yourself from spending just an obscene amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the one in Times Square, by the way. Yeah, too. it was. It's a yeah, shame. It was, I mean, well, it was, actually, it was the, the original one was on like uh, Fifth yeah. Ave, and I mean that was a world of Disney. They had themed. It wasn't originally shirts, though. It yeah, wasn't. It, it opened as the world of Disney. I thought it opened as a Disney store and yeah, changed I thought it was over. A Disney store no, too. it was a. It was a world of Disney. That was oh, the only they other had lo- location of one. Wow. They had art. They had pin trading. It was great. You know, Anything you could imagine that you yeah, it was like you were in the parks. You walked yeah. in there and you you were transported to being in one of the parks. And I yeah, think it that was. which is which is stupid that Disney doesn't realize that that's what people want because when you go into a Disney store, it's so absolutely not. It's just like a Disney section at Walmart. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. That's what I mean. It feels like you're in Target. I mean, yeah, it just feels like you're in Target. <laughs> and and you know the thing is that I don't get is they understand that people have interest in in you know being exposed to the Disney experience when they're not in the theme parks because they want to open these non, you know, Alani and these non-theme park resorts. Why is it so hard for them to understand that people want a Disney theme park-like shopping experience when they're... I mean, that was why you used to go to the Disney store, to get a Mm -hmm. taste of the parks, you know, when you weren't there. And it doesn't... You just can't do it anymore. I mean, it's not even close. Well, that was the big difference. That's when when I stopped spending a lot of money there. But you know what? It's the same. But it is the same in the parks now because you go to the parks, you have it's half of the junk that's the, that's in Walmart too. <laughs> yeah, we talked I'm about sure. that in the yeah. past too. That's yeah, we talked point. about that. So yeah. that's true. Yeah, it's true. That's but it's the same problem. They, a lot of money in the parks. They've yeah. they've you know commoditized the merchandise, so it's all the same. You know because yeah. they want to drive the cost per unit down, so they buy in bulk, and everybody's got the same stuff you know and it, and it's and it is it's the same stuff a lot of the stuff you can buy in the disney store the junky toys the junky made in china china break three minutes after you get it toys 
is exactly the same stuff they sell in, in Disney World. In fact, my son, when we were in the Disney World the other day, he wanted this Buzz Lightyear. It was actually an Emperor Zerg Astro Blaster. It's they sell it in the you know the Buzz Lightyear ride in Disney World. I mean, it's the same exact thing. Yep. And he bought it, and it's a piece of junk. I mean, it's you know cheap plastic, and it's, uh, it's j- just to cover our bases: Kmart, Costco, Sam's Club. Did we miss any of the big box stores that we had? Sears. 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 Sears and Kmart, same thing now. That's true. I guess it yeah. is. Coles. Uh, Macy's. Old, old Navy. They had a Mickey, the same Mickey uh, shirt in Old Navy as they had in Disneyland. I'm thinking, Gary. Just the, the classic one. Yeah, the classic Mickey. Pennies. Did you hit Pennies? I can tell you for sure Penny's has Disney merchandise because we they walked through there the did. other day and my kids flipped out because they had Phineas and Ferb pajamas at the cash wrap. See? So they definitely well, carry Disney merchandise. Yeah, but it probably wasn't in an adult size, so why bother? Yeah, he is. I've, I, I could slip into my... my no, I don't, I'm not going to say that because people might think I'm serious. <laughs> Your Phineas <laughs> and Ferb PJs? Your footies? Pajamas, but I don't actually have... Yeah, Ian's, I, Ian's actually I, wearing them right now. I would no, be serious. I what am I wearing, John? <laughs> a Phillies hey, 2009 National League champion shirt. You know, I, I would like to mention. Is too, too. Hey, Ms. we'd like Mel, to. Ms. Melanie isn't yes. on the podcast, so I, it's not as much fun Shout as out one to of the Braves Ms. as Mel. it normally is. Yeah, you but, did this last time when I wasn't on. But the Phillies swept the Braves. <laughs> we miss you, Mel. Yeah, and they just, Despite Ian. Just barely tonight. Just ignore him. They won oh. it in the bottom of the ninth tonight. It's no big deal. <laughs> I don't care when they win it, just as long as they win it. W. Those boys know how ten to Ten and a half games out of first, baby. Sure. St. Louis Cardinals. All right. Well, we'll I end think on... the Braves are ten and a half games out of first. We'll, we'll uh, end on a happy note tonight. Uh, I just saw um, two weeks old baby elephant, Jabali, is being introduced to the... Uh, Jabali? Jabali. Looks I, like I, J-A-B-A-L-I. Jabali? <laughs> Jabali? Yeah, that's They've a, had some. They had some success at the Animal Kingdom with baby elephants. Yep. It seems every time I go down there, there's a new baby elephant. Now. Yep. They just uh, have an unsuccessful naming rate because that's a horrible name. Jabali. <laughs> well, let's see uh, what it means. It must mean yeah. something. It, yeah. Yeah. For, something yeah look that up while I'm giving that because it She's does mean something. She's 311 pounds. Yep. Uh, um, being introduced to the Savannah at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, great news for guests who might catch a glimpse of him when they experience Kilimanjaro safaris. He's the sixth baby elephant born yeah. at Disney's wow. Animal Kingdom. That is so cute. Six. That's pretty impressive for the time range. Yeah, it is. Did, uh, did anybody find what his name means? No. They give all the names of the other ones, though. Jabali. What it does the name mean? two-bedroom villa. <laughs> you need pay at this window. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to look here. It's Swahili for churro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I didn't even now see what it's. We're talking a 312 pound churro. It's such a oh. great jabali the other day in the parks. Oh, yeah, I would eat that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Served by strong. I got it. I got it. Here we go. Strong as a rock. It is Swahili in origin. There we go. So, you were close, Michael. Jabali. Yeah, churro, strong as a rock. Swahili. <laughs> oh, yeah. Churro Kevin. makes me weigh as much as a large stone. <laughs> nice. 
Well, guys, I think it's a wrap for another edition of The Insider, episode 22, coming to an end here. I think uh, we're we going did... out on a Gary Fat joke. Um, yep. We, yeah. <laughs> so, what better way to go out than that? <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of these days we'll get to the history of Intercot. That could be almost a show in itself. You have to clean up the miniature monkey cages first. That's true. And the llamas. All right. Anyway, and turn out the big uh, spaceship Earth wand that's in my backyard as well. Not and the right. monorail. Has to and be shut the monorail down. has to be shut down. Yep. But Indeed. it's running on unlimited, right? It's true. It runs all the time. 24-7. <laughs> Never stops. Oh, and monorail magnets in the Magic Kingdom, by the Even way. Even during extra magic hour, John? Sure, very cool. Yes, always runs. <laughs> Runs Unfortunately, it never actually stops and picks anybody up, but it's always It just runs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's right here on my desk. All right, guys. Uh, thanks to Gary, Jeff, Michael, Ian, and Carol for sitting in. Mel, we miss you and hope uh, you're back you, on Mel. the next one. And uh, we'd like to thank you for listening. Visit us uh, online at intercot.com on the Twitter at intercot and if you have a suggestion uh drop us a line um insider live at intercot.com or just on the twitter feed or on the discussion boards in the podcast forum where we talk about the episodes after we record them so thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week bye everybody bye now and we're out and we're out Oh, well, thank you for doing Mel's line. I appreciate that. And we're out.